Hey, this is Sean from the Wasted Knowledge Podcast. Thank you for turning on the third episode of the Charles McFall Wasted Knowledge interview. Uh, we get a little bit deeper, as uh, as one does, as the alcohol gets lower. We hope you enjoy it, and of course, uh, stay tuned for more episodes and more content. Cheers. Drink responsibly. Spend a lot of time trying to take care of other people's problems. Or yes. try and give other people advice, but you don't follow your own advice. Mm. And that's kind of where, like, unless you take care of yourself, you that's can't take care I of other people. politics. That's why I hate politics <laughs> with a passion. I'm watching, there's a great documentary by CNN called The 90s. I mean, it's done every decade so far. It's on Netflix. I was watching the episode today where they talk about Waco. And they talked about Red Ruby Ridge. And, it's, and I'm watching after Waco and how they handle it. And that's Bill Clinton, one of the most beloved fucking presidents, liberal Democrat presidents, heralded. And he changed, he's one of the few presidents that changed the world because he signed into law, we could fucking spend money on the internet. That changed the goddamn world. And he's, he's the, to me, he's the one that said, anybody try, somebody trying to take politics, how does it affect your life? And then the last president that actually changed the course of history. To me, that's Bill Clinton. Because he signed into law, mm. and you're still both thinking about it right now. What we're trying to think, yeah. We're trying to think about it. Think about it, because I'm challenging you. Think about it. Yeah, there's little things here and there, but politics yeah. is up and down. It's just up and down. It's up and down. It's a roller coaster all the time. But every once in a while, a milestone will happen. Bill Clinton signed into law the fact that you could sign your name online, and that would be legal. Mm. And then we could shop online, and it's changed the world how we do it now. Other than that, so we're talking about Waco. He was the president during Waco. He's the one that ultimately had the authority to say, go in and take these motherfuckers out. Right? For whatever reason. I'm not arguing Waco. You know, but I'm watching it today and going, holy shit. Right-winger. This time it's right-wingers. Oh, my God. The HF is going to shoot me dead right now. I own a gun. You're going to kill me. Protest. The, the, the militias in the Midwest started up really big. I mean, they were big, but they became huge movement. Timothy McVeigh came out of that. Mm-hmm. Right? They're talking about that. And I'm going, oh, my God. I'm just seeing people doing the same thing on the Internet going, oh, my God. The government is going to erase transgender. Uh, trans, you know, I stand with transgender, blah, 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 blah. Like, now watch history. It is swinging back and forth, and it's what we do as people. And that's why I hate politics, is because nobody wants to listen. They don't want to talk to you and me about ideas. What are you going to do to change the world? They want to argue their side. What's the last time you did something to change somebody? I've actually had an illegal alien living in my house, protecting her child. The child was born here as a paramedic and helped yep. birth it, whatever. Yeah. And I let her live in my house for like six months until humanity kicked in and she was a shithead and she ended up running away and doing something else. But what is like these people who argue, you're talking about all this stuff, they just want to talk. That's not changing anything. You know, do something. Like, Always. Like uh, you were talking about believing in somebody and how it went sideways. Or even yeah. just or even just like whatever my bias is. And it's but, but like you know what's you know what the great thing about that is, is because especially as a bartender, like many a times it's gone sideways. And I will go the <laughs> we've talked about this in past podcasts and just in conversation. I'm I go even out though, so. I go even further in the sense that like I am that bartender that, like, I put on the full, not even just the mask, like, I put on the full costume, depending on who I'm taking care of. Like, a lot of people 
Leather mask, zipper face. Yeah, really? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, if that's what it calls for, because I will be a completely different person for this guest yes. than this person. It's all an act to me. And while there are definitely parts of who I am, like mm-hmm. it, it's it's all an act. But so I do that all the time. But in doing that, there are plenty of times that I have given people the benefit of the doubt and getting been completely smacked in the face with it. Yeah, totally burned. But. But on the opposite side, on the opposite side, there have been plenty of times where somebody has come up and I have made that first judgment immediately. Oh, great. Here comes this person or what the hell. And this is in service or anything. But then yeah. once once it starts, once I give them that benefit out, once I give them the same service that I would give anybody else or I talk to them the same way I would talk to anybody else, all of a sudden that person is my new favorite person like for that day or they were the best thing that happened yeah. to me, or they did that so it goes both ways <laughs> yeah. oh. no, no no i'm laughing because i don't think i ever told you this story but you had looked like you had an interjection i can no, hold no, no, it no, no, no. i i and i and I, i'm gonna suck because i'm gonna forget this gentleman's name but pat. uh pat well no so so the this is a lunchtime shift at, at canoe which is What's that the shirt you're fucking wearing right now? Yeah, and I'm wearing the restaurant shirt Represent. because, it, you know what, it was a good place to work. Um, I technically still work there occasionally. Did you get paddled? I wish. Um, anyway. a bad joke. Right? No, hey. Uh, so so there, were, there was three guys sitting at the bar, and it was like lunchtime, but like end of the lunch shift, so it was like 3 o'clock, and they're hanging out, they're having drinks. And, uh, and like I chatted with them a little bit, and I don't remember the basic chatter, but got them, got them some food, one or two, maybe three rounds of drinks. And I'm like, hey, you guys look like you're having fun. Like, what's what's up? Like, is this, like, I've never seen you before. Like, what what's your deal? Like, oh, we're just like, we're old buddies. And for whatever reason, maybe it's because like my stepdad was in the army. Like, I'm just, like, I hear old buddies and I think, well, oh, these guys sure, served yeah. together. Awesome. And so like, I'm asking them questions. <laughs> And they say something like, oh, I forgot what I was saying. Like, yeah, I used to forget my lines all the time because I got a degree in theater. And everyone laughed. I'm like, that's strange. And like, oh, no, you have no idea. I'm like, I don't, I don't know why. Well, duh. So tell me. Why, why, why you're laughing. And it turns out the guy in the center was in, um, oh, shit, uh, Hunger Games. Okay. Uh, like in the last two movies, he was in both of them, and he was like one of the one of the secondary actors. Sure. Uh, but like so, like so, not one of the four named like border. Yeah, for, but like, like I've been but, but one of the people that would have like yeah. fifty lines of dialogue, but he's still like not a main. Not cast the Woody member. Harrelson, the surrounding right. people. But like yeah. they're like and like and I'm looking at him going like, ah, you look vaguely familiar. Yeah. But, and then like they showed me like his headshot from like Catching Fire, and I was like. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that does look like you. Oh, you're Sally Tucci, my bad. No, and I, and, I, and I forget his name, and it was funny because his yeah. friends were razzing the crap out of him, like, oh, yeah, he's an yeah. actor, too, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, shit, I just, oh, I made the comment about memorizing my lines. Yeah. You're, you're actually, like a paid actor, like an actor that gets, ah, yeah. oh, damn it. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it, was, it was just one of these moments I would not have even guessed this because they were all, like, in their ragtag street clothes. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have thought yeah, of a thing. Like, no. Oh, that doesn't, that doesn't hold a candle God. to me. Oh, there's more. So, no, that doesn't hold a candle to me serving that guy who looked just like Michael Keaton. That was Michael Keaton? It was fucking Michael Keaton. I, well. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you know, I, look, I, look, I cannot imagine how many people I've been close to, probably statistically in life, that they were, they were the, the Michael Keatons of the world. Uh, yeah. And I just didn't notice them. 
you know, because they were in their street clothes. You weren't looking for it. You're not thinking you're running to Michael Keaton at a bar or an airport. I will no. say Mark Ruffalo looks exactly like Mark Ruffalo. I can imagine. And uh, that's his stick, right? That, but that's the, that's the only time that I lot like, like it happens He's all the amazing, time. By like the way. that restaurant. Every fifth day, there's someone like famous, famous. There's at least a B list in there. And, and like, and most of the time, like, oh, we're even though I, I do love music, like, I don't care. And in most movie stars, I don't care. Athletes yeah. wouldn't know. Like, there's there's a friend of mine who, I guess, because he was one of my guests, uh, who used to pitch for the Houston Astros, is now a pitching coach. One of his students sent me a message asking about video games. And he's like, hey, uh, so-and-so, like, coach, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, coach? Oh, Brad. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Brad. Yeah, cool. What's up, man? Like, you yeah, want to talk yeah, about yeah. video games? Let's do it. But like, I had no idea. Uh, but, like, I, I, one day I was like, walking me out of the standing bar in front of the bar. So, like, Regular bar phrase, two, three, four feet, standing bar. And I walk by, I'm like, that looks like Mark. <laughs> and I, this is the only time I, ch- I completely choked. I said, hello, sir. <clears throat> How are you? Yeah. Fuck. Can I get you anything to drink? And he's like, no. And no, I'm not him. I'm like, you are him. Okay. All right. I, I, felt like it, I felt like an asshole. Walked away. He he leaves and like goes to like the main uh, host stand, gets a table. I walked by once or twice to be like, just to see if I could hear his voice. I'm like, that doesn't sound like Mark Ruffalo. But I don't know what Mark Ruffalo sounds like in normal Mark Ruffalo voice. Google when I get home, like, ah, that was him. Yeah. Hey, yes. Yeah. I met, um, I'm sorry. Bo Jackson. Really? The bow yeah. breaker. I was, uh, <laughs> I was AV. I was working a, a huge personal charity event somewhere around this area. I don't know, because Marion's upscale ish, Buck has upscale ish, whatever. I didn't I know that when I moved here. Did you not see your fucking house? Cause I saw your fucking house. That's that's my house is a shithole compared to your house, Sean. I I have a theater degree. Yeah. I have a master's in video games, which is not much better. My wife is an ER physician. <laughs> I figured you married up. Yeah. There, Me and her probably have a lot to talk about. Well, I was gonna say you're talking about like yeah, yeah. no, she she yeah, yeah, she's emergency medicine. Yeah, yeah, and with a yeah. With a, yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, I, I was running this AV stuff, and I saw this guy. When I, I had his posters on my wall when I was 16 or whatever, and he's first in his career, and he's doing baseball. You know, Bono's, all that jazz. And I was like, I told my career, I was like, that's, that's Bo Jackson. I'm like, the fuck? One was like, who's Bo Jackson? And I about backhanded the fuck out of him. <laughs> uh, I'm not a sports guy, but come on. You need to know that. And sure enough, I Googled Bo Jackson, whatever year, like 2014, 2015. And I'm like, no, and again, there's no real protocol in these industries, right? As a bartender, you go, Mr. Ruffalo, I appreciate your work, blah, blah. You know, you can move yeah. on. And nobody's going to fire you. You're not going to. But I always had this imaginary line that I didn't cross. But I went up, you know, I didn't go up to him. I wanted to go up to him. But there is the mayor, uh, I think it was Kasim Reed at the time, yeah. mm-hmm. was there. Bojack, and we had uh, a Monica Kaufman hosting the whole thing. Oh, okay. And we're the invisibles, right? We're running the cameras, we're running the sound, blah, blah. And uh, I went, that's fucking Bo Jackson. I wanted to go get a picture, and I thought, I'll lose my job. I ended up losing that gig later anyway, because this is a contract by contract thing. I said, I'm fucking going to talk to goddamn Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then they went, Monica Cop came out, so Keen turned back on, we flipped it on, and said, Is there a doctor in the house? Do you have an issue over at a pool? And I was like, It took a second, because the former paramedic it took a second. I'm in the mind of working on it. I went, Oh shit. And I took off. 
to see and dude ended up having like somebody had a stroke in the middle of the party but by the time i was walking up the medics were actually coming in you know so i came back and the crew the AV crew one of them had heard me tell stories about being a medic in the former life and the other one was like where the fuck did he go <laughs> and like the, guy, the other guy had heard stories like Oh yeah, I think he used to be a medic. I came out, yeah, you know, blah, blah blah. You know, he had a stroke, and there's there's nothing you can do. You know, the medic, the Grady came in, blah, blah blah. But I was like, God damn it! I didn't go up and shake hands and get a picture of Bojack. Fuck my job. I mean, it's a contract gig to gig thing, right? It's just the shit you miss in life. I, of all the celebrities and famous people that I've like run into, met, served, been in the same room as. Only one time did I ever, like, want to go get a picture. And I still didn't do it. And it wasn't, it was, like, the opposite. It was for, like, infamy, not for fame. Okay. One of the kids from the Jersey Shore? No, it was John Rocker. Who? It was John Rocker. Oh, the baseball player. Closing pitcher for the Atlanta yeah, Braves. Braves in the late 90s. And then he thousands. went up there. He went up to New York and ended up. Southside Steve's his best friend. Yeah. He went. He went. He ended up getting batteries thrown at him. Yes. <laughs> for all the racist comments and stuff that he oh, made. Oh, he was a good old boy. Oh, good. dude, he is such he a good boy. But he's built boy. like a fucking pro wrestler. And he walked into my restaurant in a in like a silk shirt, like four buttons undone, and his wife came in. Our girlfriend, whatever, in like a basically a bikini with a skirt over it, and we were in a normal restaurant in the middle of he like can't fall. Let that shit, bro. No, no, no. Like we did, they did. He did came they? in, oh, yeah. And but has power. I I was taking care of his table, and I just played like I didn't know. Nothing, I didn't know him, but the entire time I was like. All I want is a picture with this guy, so I could just have a picture with the biggest douchebag I've ever world, met. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's the guy you ask, and they make a big scene, and it's a problem. And apparently, like he's come back to Atlanta. He's a radio personality now. Like apparently, he okay. uh, like on time from time to time. Apparently, radio people love him, or at least they're paid to say so. So. Yeah, uh, uh, Dragon Con a couple years ago. I want to say the guy's name is John something. Uh, uh, John St. John. Stamos. <laughs> I don't know. Not Stamos. I don't know. Uh, 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 uh. God damn it. What's that stupid show where they had the two dimensions? Starts with an F. It's on Fox. Futurama? No. Had, no, no, no. I no, had uh, Pacey no. from... Fringe. Fringe. The older guy. Yeah, Fringe. I know exactly Father. what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. John somebody. <sighs> yeah. Think. Anyway, I come out of that side door of the Hilton, and I wasn't doing anything with podcasting then. I was, but I wasn't doing anything with official with track. So I'm walking up. I don't went... That's a dude from French, because he was just out smoking with his handler. But it's all smokers on the side. But yeah. he's such a face. And I've seen him a couple times since then. And I'm like, you know what? I walked up to him and said, I love your work. I've loved you in French, but I loved you in Big Fit. I think it's Big Fit. I forget. I, I was able to accurately list off other things besides what he was there for. He was there for friends. But like, I loved you in this, loved you in this. I just want to shake your hand. He goes, thanks, man. And he shook my hand. And he went on. I texted my wife. I saw something. She's like, did you get a picture? I went, no. Well, because if you, if you, he's on the goddamn Walk of Fame. I feel like a douchebag yeah. asking for a picture at Dragon Con. Well, that should have. What are they going to do, kick me out? They're not going to kick me out. Not for that. Mm. He could have said no. Yeah, it's easy. But, I mean, like, if you would have, if you go back, heck, 10, well, probably 15 years ago, 
Like, you didn't just get pictures with people anyway. You just met them. Yeah. You shook hands and you told the stories. Because not everybody had a damn camera in their pocket. Exactly. So, like... <laughs> like, I mean, I some, have, some I people. Two. You I probably have two did. Well, I mean, back when you had, like, the 110 cameras... Like, at least like I, I said, some people did, but not yeah. everybody. I have two. I have one with Weird Al. He's a one percenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Him and his yeah. weird he, Driving with finishes. my friend in his Dodge Caravan when I was 15 and he was 16. I have one with Weird Al and one with Gallagher. Nice. Uh, yeah. Those are that's, that's a good. Team How'd you tell them apart? <laughs> I was a nerd. Weird Al was funnier. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Totally agree. Again, 100% agree. When Comedy Central was starting up and like all they had was replays of old comedy specials, yeah. Gallagher was Jonathan the like, Magician. Oh, no, my, yes. Yeah, the, yes. Amazing yeah. Jonathan, the Amazing Jonathan. So, like, yes. before that. He, was, he threw the cards, right? Yeah. He talked about the shower heads in no, Vegas. No, no. That was. Um, amazing Jonathan still threw cards, though. He, he did, but if you're. Uh, Ricky Jay was the one that, like. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he has a book as Cards as, as Weapons. Uh, no, but it was. He, he was actually a Bond villain, too. Oh no, the the amazing Jonathan is the guy you're thinking of. Okay. But uh, so I was in the Society of American Magicians for ten years. I actually have a plaque. Dear uh, God, Sean, I learned something new about you literally every time. And we've been yeah. doing this and hanging I bet out. He did, he's not bested with Justin Robert Young or Brian Bush, but <laughs> fuck yeah. From from the age of twelve to twenty two, man. Oh, you should hear they, they tell it from stage uh, sometimes that, that they were both in some kind of whatever, maybe whatever bullshit. Sam, you were Society in. of American know, Magicians, yeah. yeah. Yeah, some sad. And it wasn't thing, the Brotherhood, whatever. most likely. It could have been. Yeah. The only Brotherhood I know is Mutant Liberation Front. You know, that's, you know. I, fuck you. All right, wait. Uh, 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 no, uh, you're pull out your like 15 year chip or some shit. No, no, no. I, I'm a Freemason. Mason. Too. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Right? Illuminati. Yeah. Different. I know Fucking they're different. different, but I just said it that way because it's fun. <laughs> Eat a dick. So, <laughs> it's but more you were a magician for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's how I got any kind of stage presence. Because I, I was shy. I, I, I went to nine different elementary schools. Just did not, like, have, I was always the new kid. I read fantasy books under the desk in my room, like just with a, like a night light, because I just did not want to be around people. But I loved magic. I saw David Copperfield yeah, on a yeah. on a military network special when I was in South Korea when I was six years old. And I was like, magic, yeah. And so I got like the Marshall Brodeen's box set of magic when I was like eight and started studying and reading and memorizing. And then got to high school and like, yeah, theater. Cool. Yeah, that yeah, seems yeah. like that's it. I should get better at my magic. Because it's part <laughs> of show. Yeah, yeah, it's showmanship. It is. Uh, and then I got into theater. I made theater and performance, and that kind of branched out. But yeah, like that was that was the only way. I, that's actually really. Yeah, that was my bridge into the service industry too. Was just interacting with people. That's the only way I could interact with people was on a kind of showy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I used to be level. I used to be notorious for. Like, my, because the, the only friends I ever met, yes, yeah. the only friends I ever really made for the longest time were in my workplaces. And then mm. as I, I left, I've never been friends with people I work with. As I left to the next place, fuck those assholes. Like, as I left to the next place, I basically cut That's ties. You. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> and we cut ties, except for maybe one or two. Yeah, there's one or two people I keep And then, with. and then, yeah, and then, yeah. but on to the next. But I was notorious for uh, what everybody called hermiting, which is basically I would 
I would hang out and party with the best of them and as hard as I could for a month, maybe two, and then like just straight up disappear. You'd only see me at work, yeah. but straight up disappear for like 60, 90 days because it'd be like way too much socializing happened in the last month. Time to take a break and I would just go straight home do my thing and then See, I, I, I would go back that. to it. I was always on. I was always on. Um, but it's never real. I feel there's, like a lot of people everybody. I feel like a lot of people in the service industry and the restaurant industry are actually like antisocial. Fairly antisocial <laughs> and introverted. Yeah. And and the job takes so much out of you. Yeah. That you only hang out with people who kind of can relate on that level too. Like Hey, we're hanging out after work, not because we really want to do anything, just because I have to have somebody else here, so it doesn't look people, like I'm alcoholic. God damn the people! Yeah, <laughs> all right. The alcohol. Not, people here, I'm not alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. If other people are here, it's a social drinking matter. I had some so awkward hangouts with older guys because of that. That basically they didn't want to drink alone. We worked together, and they thought I was cool, and my buddy was cool, and I can't tell you how many weird fucking apartments I was in. Going, why am I here? Why get raped? I need to leave, you know? <laughs> and it, it was just odd. And, but that's the creative thing. Creatives are so up, super high ups, and then super low downs. And mm -hmm. almost every year after Dragon Con, inevitably towards the end of September, I just hit really low spot of just depression and just, just because we have the ups and downs. And I figured out this year, that's creativity in a nutshell is we get to live that life and nobody gets to live, right? Everybody, everybody's looking for that reality TV or looking at us because we're the people on the microphone and, oh, my God, you guys do what I can never do. And it's because we put ourselves out there. At DragonCon, man, I'm riding so high at that, putting not just putting together a show, but actually being in front of people and talking. And I was on a panel with uh, uh, Travis McElroy and, and um, Symphony, uh, can't think of Symphony's last name, from Night Vale. And I'm, I'm moderating it. Oh, yeah. I fucking watched yeah. that. <laughs> and I mean, we're connecting and on a creator level. And that's a high. That's a high you can't get in chemicals. That's a high you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. And and you do that for four days of oppression. And, yes, my life lends me to being on the microphone and doing this. But at some point, I just hit this point where my things weren't working at home quite right because my wife was dealing with some shit. And... And the creativity wasn't there. And you have to have those downs. Oh, yeah. And that's it's the same in the service industry, but that's that's just people as a whole. And those who don't have those highs and lows are just boring, white bread, middle. Wait, I, I don't get just, just I don't live. get that. Right. Like, like a, a you don't get the middle like, ground or you don't get the highs and lows? No, no, I don't get the middle ground. Yeah, like, like when I talk to people, they're like, oh, yeah, like yeah, I was cool. doing the same thing yeah. last week that I was doing this week and I'll do it next yeah. week. Like, and I go, <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's why. I'd rather be depressed as fuck than live that life. I mean, that's why I love. I mean, I to get a little sad here, but that's why I love my wife and our marriage and what it is because it is. That is savvy. It is tumultuous. Yeah, it is man. Ridden with landmines, but it's also had mm. some of the highest highs that you can have. Like, yeah, yes. it's been so. And that's what, and we, that's what we tell each other all the time. It's like, really, how much worse can it get for us than it already has been, dude? I, like, I, you I know, like, on and we've already killed it. We've already killed yes. it through that. So let's just keep killing it together. I, yeah, I, I'm my mind is a mind that literally thinks about everything, every possibility, and how it play out. Not okay, maybe not literally. Maybe that's the wrong word. But I have thought about what would cheating mean, right? And I'm going to summarize it for you. 
is 30 seconds of getting your dick wet. Maybe five minutes if you're lucky. <laughs> and that's it. Because it's strange, right? And it's dangerous. And it's stupid. Because I spent the first five to seven years of my marriage fighting to build what we have. When we got to the lowest of love, we get that lowest point. It's at 3 a.m. on once, I don't know the date, but it literally lights, we'd left the lights off. We'd been fighting for hours, burned all that fight energy out. 3 a.m., dark, every power, all the powers off. And we went, what's next? And my wife's the one who said it. I'm pretty sure she goes, we have to fix this because as shit as this has been, as shit as this we are to each other, out there is worse. Being, I can't imagine life without you. We have to fix this. Why would you throw that away? You no, literally you, just went to goddamn war and you survived. <laughs> Not only did you survive, you came out stronger on the other side. Why would you throw that away? And I, I literally thought about that. You know, I was like, what would happen if this chick came on to me? Da -da. Like, after I told one chick, like, I wouldn't mind seeing you naked, but I ain't gonna do nothing about it. Because, because I built this shit. Now, I appreciate naked body, but I built this shit. You are a hot mess. You can stay over there. I don't need your ass. You know? I and think, that's the thing. <laughs> I think my wife would be completely appreciative of that. If, that's awesome. I wouldn't mind seeing you naked, but that's it. Like, I yeah. can't do anything and else. And my wife's been the one to go, man, look at that girl. She's hot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Seeing you, because I'm mean, having a very specific style, and the longer I've been married, the longer that type has been her, right? So it's like, makes sense. Yeah, you yeah. look your shit at Instagram. I mean, fuck it, you can go to you porn. I'm like, nobody matches up to what I have, because it's not just the physical; it's everything you've been through. And and you ever search for like the same wife? type as your wife? Yeah, you try. <laughs> it just doesn't come through. Right? It's like you know, hey, it's close. My wife is balanced, All right. man, and. and, and not to embarrass her, so I won't go into the specific body type, but it's like, I need to get one part or the other. I cannot get both parts that she has. And then Charlotte's just like, <laughs> Charlotte, I don't want to well, I have her. an image now. I told you, this I, is I, epic. I think there's a rap song about this. It's called Juicy. There's actually more than it's one, because that's not the one I was thinking of. Uh, uh, but going back to what you, you said, I had an interjection. It's the humanity. Mm -hmm. A long time ago, I said, all right, there's a level that a human being should get because you're living and breathing, and I want the same baseline respect. Everybody gets a human being thing. What you do with that is on you. And I always forget who quoted this, but somebody else said, how you do anything is how you do everything. And that's why I've learned so much with students is you come in and how you approach me that first time and how you set up your payments or how you, how you talk to me. I don't know, sometimes it's just an energy or a vibe. I'm like, I'm giving you the human baseline respect, you're losing it. You're tanking it. Or they really shine when they go way above it, you know? And, and those people really shine, I try to reward those people. And that's how you have to do with everybody. That's why I hate, I hate racism, I hate sexism. People are like, what do you identify? I don't identify. I identify as a goddamn human being. That's why I fucking identify. Don't fucking put labels on me. Don't tell me I'm a white cis male. Don't, I love my wife. I don't give a fuck what you call me. I really don't. I'm going to go do what I do. And that comes through. And I can host, well, I can host botched, which I did, which is very drunken, wrong humor, right? And that crowd mm -hmm. was that. And then I can turn around the next day already. and talk, you know, and kick off the, uh, we had the, um, representation in podcasting, or digital media, representation digital media panel. Mm -hmm. And one of the hosts who didn't know me said a very snide comment about being put on a Sunday night 
it was almost, it wasn't quite, and it stopped short of saying, you put us in the back of the bus as far as scheduling. I was like, and I just, I, all I could do is go, you don't understand, obviously, this is your first panel ever, you don't, and she said that, and you don't understand what goes into this, I'm just going to take, I just said, heard, got you. Mm-hmm. But the people on the panel, there was a, uh, a uh, when you like boys and girls, uh, Bi? bisexual. Yeah. And, and she's actually married to a girl and a boy right now. It's yeah. an interesting thing. And then I had a straight black man there as well. And both of them defended me. Both of them said, you know what? You don't understand. He's listening. And one of the guys was on my network. And he's talking about how, well, technically, he's the only black guy on the network. We didn't hire him because he's black. We hired him because he could create content. And he turned that into a strength in what the panel was saying. And I was like, I don't have to defend myself. Yeah. But why are you coming at me? Because all, all you see is a white, straight male that you think somehow pigeonholed you. You don't understand that you almost didn't get the panel, but I felt it was important, and I put it where I could put it. Okay, I can be bigger and understand that, that you are missing the point. Yeah. And that's humanity in a whole, man. That's fucking social media in a whole. People just want to throw their bullshit out, and they would never say to you, let's pretend I'm a Republican and you're a Democrat. I don't care which one is which. But let's say, and you're like, fuck Trump. But that's all it's doing. Fuck Trump. Fuck you. Fuck... No, it's not going on. There's no conversation. Well, yeah, if it starts out with aggression, then it doesn't get anywhere. Exactly. And that social media as a whole is aggression. <laughs> well, I, I think it goes even further. It's not even just social media. It goes even you further. You go even further. This is something that... <laughs> Your face goes that's, further. That's this why I'm wearing shorts. I, I get in trouble for <laughs> on a regular basis, um, but I also... Well, I, I wholly support consistently, and I, I preach Wait, it to holy anybody. Holy or holy? Holy and oh, holy. Okay. All right. Just, um, just want to know which With all the holes, using. I I I support this. <laughs> but you can't ever you can't ever fully understand or fully support any one side of any argument if you don't know the other. And you never should support a side of the argument. You should be able so, to talk to the person in front of you and find that common ground. Well, that's what I'm saying. But my thing is, is that I love playing devil's advocate. A lot of sure. times, a lot of times, people have no idea where I stand on an issue because I don't ever tell you. I just argue against whatever you're saying. Dang. And and it's not I'm arguing against because I think you're wrong. I'm arguing against because I want to know. I want to go deeper into it. I want to figure it out. Are we going fairy? The, the, oh yeah. The best post I ever made that I feel like personally ever made. Because I've had a few posts that have gotten some good traction. But when the Supreme Court voted to pass gay marriage across the land, I went, I made a post that said, if you drop CNN memes, I will fucking unfriend you. If you come out, I, I don't care what you believe. The fact that you're going against human beings and human equality and I just said, I want to friend you because my right as a Facebook owner, as my page, I can unfriend you. And I got a whole lot of discussion. I got one person going, oh, my God, I'm really, da, da, da. Like, no, 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 go read the post. Read it again. Erase what you think I said and read it again. And when he did that, I said, oh, okay, you know, I understand. So I'm just talking about how we talk to each other. We can have discussion all day long. But if you come in with that bullshit, because uh, there's this guy in this office, when we used to argue, uh, and you get sucked into arguments, right? I hate arguments, but you get sucked into it. And it's like, like uh, it's the passion. There's no reason to hate arguments, though. Argument has such a negative connotation. I love arguments. Uh, arguments? Yeah. All an argument is is a two-sided discussion. 
It's one person deciding one thing, just yeah, defending one thing. Yeah, but if you're talking about discussion, now, like, like, this granted, guy, this guy, when I talked about gay marriage, says, what's next? Granted, marrying a telephone? An argument. What the fuck is wrong with you, asshole? Like, granted, I've, well, seen, well, I've had some wow, good relationships wow, with telephones. Wow. Right, I'm not kidding. I you're love not that up. Siri. say that in public. <laughs> what do you want to do next? Marry your telephone? But, like, granted, an I'm argument is a, the, the negative part of an argument is that it is usually a defensive discussion. Both sides usually go on the defensive but it depends yeah. on how how really it just depends on how open-minded you are how stuck you are in your defense you know because the thing is is for me i feel that i'm open-minded enough i'm going to defend my side but yeah. if you break that wall all of a sudden I, 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 we're on the same side. Here's the ultimate issue with most people who argue is you need me to believe what you believe for it to be right. And that's bullshit. If you believe it, you don't no, need me. Yeah, exactly. Anything. No. Yeah. I, I started having a, a conversation with my friend Paul Klotz about uh, politics. And he said, uh, basically, well, the, the politics of the right, they lie all the time. Like, whoa, 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 no, no. All, I, said, I didn't say your side. I said, all politicians lie. That's the key to their job. All, well, and then he went on something else, and I said, no, no, no. Until you can say all do this, then we have a conversation. When you come with, well, this side, because it's not even my side. I'm fucking out of politics. I don't give a shit. But this side lies. No, no, no. If you're talking about on the level of politics, all sides lie. Then we can have a conversation, right? Some baselines. Unless uh, admit humans are humans. That's my point. Uh, humans are humans. Nobody's perfect. Okay, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Nobody's perfect. Now, this guy might be better at what he does. He might actually believe what he says. He might try to do If I haven't voted for, I don't know how many elections now. I think starting with Obama, I didn't vote. Had I voted, I would have voted for Obama both times. Because I felt like he believed his message. And, he, and belief means you're going to try to do what you say you're going to do. Right. But I stepped out of it. Guess what? It didn't fucking change a goddamn thing. It didn't change my life. It didn't change the course of United States history. It didn't do shit by me going. But what it did for me was going, I don't have to be in this argument. And the one thing people say to me, well, if you, can't, if you don't vote, you can't complain. Like, have you ever heard me complain about politics? My instant argument to politics is, what is it doing in your life every single day? But reverse that, what the fuck are you doing in your life every single day? That matters. And that's what I bring it to. And I see your face, you're both like, well, no, so, I mean, I'm against that because, and, and, and so I'd say, like... I just think voting's one of the easiest things to do in your everyday life, to make a change. Granted, what is, what is voting it doesn't it always... What is voting supposed to be at its heart? Representation? Representation of somebody you believe, believes what you believe, and will do the job you want them to do. When you don't see somebody who'll do the job you want them to do, taking back the power... Of voting. I'm not, oh, I'm not. No, I'm, the power is in your vote. And if I see, let's go, I'm going to go Hillary and, and Trump. They're, to me, they're both fucking monsters on different levels. They're but neither fucking one of them represented me at all. And if you want to inflict true change, what do you do? You, well, what we've been told as a society is you got to pick one or the other. No, no, I don't have to do shit. No, you can say whatever you want. The thing is, you should say it. I do say it. I use my no, podcast said, yeah, to say it all the goddamn time. And that doesn't register as a vote. It doesn't register as a vote. What changed? If Hillary won, we've been just a, di a different type of mess than if Trump won. We're both, we're messes no matter what. I think it's like not changing the oil in your engine, right? We're still cycling the same old bullshit oil through the political yeah. engine. The engine's going to explode. 
what do we do? You have to have a quorum. If you really, truly want to change, you step back and go, fucking get back to what it was. When a candidate stepped up and said, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I represent. Uh, God damn, there's a quote today I saw come across Facebook. I wish I remember who it was. But it was a very wise thing from long ago. But it said three things you should keep in mind when you're quoting vote. Facebook, by the way. I just want to throw it out. Don't vote, but I'm going to quote Facebook. I'm going worse. I'm quoting a meme on Facebook. But the quote was there's three things you should remember when you vote. One is to, to vote for the person you most identify with. Secondly, um, not to say any harsh words against your opponent, essentially. Third is not to have set your, goddamn, what is it? Not set your will against your, the people who voted opposite. Essentially, it was a balance of you vote what you need to do, but we're still all friends. And the last time I can remember that happened, I was a kid, so I could have kid glasses on. The last time I can remember that happened was under Reagan, was people mm -hmm. voted, Reagan won. The country was still whole. They said, okay, you're our president. As a whole, you're our president. You were elected. What are you going to do? Now, everybody liked what Reagan did, and they voted again. But since Bush Jr., it's been this fracture of you're our mm. enemy. We're not enemies. Let's say you vote, Sean, let's say you vote for Hillary. I vote for Trump. I didn't vote at all. I'm just saying right now I just didn't vote for Trump at all. I didn't vote for anybody. But, but that doesn't make us enemies. This means you thought she represented you and I thought he represented me. I didn't think any one of those motherfucking Muppets represented me, so I didn't vote for shit. But that's where we are. Well, yeah, no, it shouldn't. What are we drinking, by the way? Uh, this is this is something <laughs> else. Okay. Did you try it yet? No, is it safe oh, to try? It's safe to try. It's safe. It's just. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I've been making it. What is your rule? I just want to know what I'm putting in my body uh, before I, gotcha. I, I do it. That's that is a. Uh, huh? I'm going to see pink elephants on parade, though, aren't I? Yep. Okay, now it's bad. Pink elephants are going to happen. Yeah, I mean, the aftertaste is like shit, but the good, the yeah, first part is good. That's the, that's the worm one. Uh, sorry. I need to hit the head. Where's your head? Thank you for listening to this third episode of the Rock God of Podcasting, Charles McFall interview. Uh, as you might be able to tell from the way that ended, there is a bit more of recorded content that we have going uh, that will be up. On our Patreon page, coming up, uh, patreon.com forward slash wasted knowledge. That just got started up, but we hope you will uh, support us and support keeping this podcast going. Uh, as always, if you like us, uh, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? Uh, send us a message at Wasted K Podcast on Twitter or at Wasted Knowledge Podcast at gmail.com. And if you're in the Atlanta area or visiting, uh, let us know if you want to come by, have a drink with us, and talk about what you do. Feel free to always drop us a line. And, of course, always drink responsibly and get a safe ride home. Cheers. <laughs>